The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Power of Water. Seven years ago, I decided to have a radio talk show, and they said, would you like a radio talk show? And I said, yes, I want my own radio talk show. Thank you for asking. I'm going to call it the power of water. As you've all been listening in the past few several years to me and our guests that are just absolutely dedicated missionaries, I'll call them, scientists, Nobel Prize winners, authors of books, founders of products and inventions and technology to help improve our life, to make us feel better, but educate us about What we need to be reminded about every day is our life on this planet is exciting, but it's nature. We are all so individual, but water on the planet is the primary reason you're alive and fighting the diseases to try to prevent the diseases. Without it, you would have, there'd be no life. Billions of years ago, Earth had around the planet Earth, and go check this out for yourself. Don't just take my word for it. Enjoy the research. Around the planet Earth was a moisture of blue, they call it, like Jerry Cern and the astronauts, it looks like a blue ball from outer space. It was moisture in the air, water vapor. We call it atmosphere in modern times. The water in the air began a life so far back and billions of years ago that when rain began to fall, and when rain is falling, there is no vapor in the air. It pulls it out, turns it into a droplet, comes down, and then when it's all over and done, the vapor in the air is established for life to continue on with a recycling. It's called recycling depending upon the solar system, and everything there is with the magic of that electrolytic power of the water in the air. And I said electrolytic because it's obvious, and look up in your research, that something in the solar system happened. So it's like an electric charge. Why do you think there's a battery? It uses the power of the electrolytic ability for its invention to be able to use the atmosphere's water vapor. Why does a plane fly? Why are you alive? Everything on Earth because of water vapor, the atmosphere. It's vital. For example, 
Water vapor is a water in the gaseous state instead of liquid or solid. We'll say ice. Water vapor is totally invisible, as you all know. If you see a cloud, fog, or mist, these are all liquid water, not water vapor. Water vapor may be extremely important to the is extremely important to the weather and the climate. Now, I just said something very magic that's part of my research. As you all know, I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research, and I learned years ago in studying that we have an impact of dehydration effect from the because of the atmosphere we're living in. Each person is individually reacting to the water vapor differently. That water vapor is what keeps you alive. That's your greatest influence on the planet. But it's also the planet Earth's greatest influence. The fresh water on the surface of the Earth, when it started coming down and it filled into the cavities, the aquifers, the caves, you call them, inside of the planet Earth, that we don't get to go down in there and take a peek at, but it's there, began to fill up. And as it filled up in different parts of the earth, it came to the surface and began to have fresh water on the surface of the planet. And when there was too much fresh water at that spot, it would take the lowest drainage to what became an ocean. It drained down to the ocean, like a perspiration would just drain detoxify all the way to the ocean. And as Earth began to have more fresh water of, of rivers and streams and lakes and puddles and whatever, that is the influence of the atmosphere. They influence each other. So without enough fresh water on the surface of the Earth, what is happening? It's beginning to deplete, and we don't have enough of it because science and technology wasn't realizing you cannot let it all run to the ocean. It must be held back for a time when we're not going to have enough rain and we lose our moisture influence of the atmosphere, fresh water's influence on the atmosphere. Both of them influence each other. And eventually, diseases would be out of control. Because the planet is also having that reaction. It's having diseases. What do you think sand is? What do you think is happening in California when they decided to cut off the canals to keep up with what they were trying to uh, irrigate, the, the, the fields, the agricultural fields, because of a little tiny species of a fish? Stop and think. Water is the first living species. Soil is a species. There's aquifers below, and those aquifers, if there's not enough rain, need to be replenished, reprimed hydraulically. So the cycle is a cycle. It's It's recycling itself. Now, there's you, the person. My, I have put so much into this, and my team my investment group, in the millions to show you this, the body water content. You left your mother's pocket of water. You entered in the air you breathe into the atmosphere that keeps you alive. Its primary focus 
and life of species is to keep all life alive. There are no two eyes alike. There are no two fingerprints alike. DNA is different. We could go on and on. You even look a little different than somebody else. What do you think that influence is? Water vapor, the atmosphere's influence on you. Now, your body water. I'm going to say this for as long as I can on the show. Your body water is this. Your eyes on the surface are 99% water. What do you think vision impairment is? Dehydration effects of loss of water on the surface of the eye. Not the influence of the water vapor is not giving you personally what you require. In the womb, the eyes and the brain connect at the same second to help each other function. The brain is 80 to 85% water. They're, it's assisting each, they're assisting each other. But here's the rest of the body. Your teeth are 8 to 10% water. Your lungs are 75 to 80% water. Your heart is 75 to 80% water. Your liver, 70 to 75% water. Your bones, bones, 20 to 25% water. Skin, 70 to 75% water. Kidneys, 80 to 85% water. Blood, 50% water. Muscles, 70 to 75% water. Now, I've had Dr. Gerald Pollack on the show several times a scientist from University of Washington, he wrote a book called The Fourth Phase of Water He Found in the Body. And he and I both have agreed there is a connection to the electrolytic ability for outside the body's water atmosphere that is electrical. It's electrical to relate to the electrolytic ability for your body water to be able to communicate with the atmosphere. You're like a walking charge, you're a battery yourself in a different degree and level. And if you listen to what they were talking about on 60 Minutes on CBS on Sunday, on the 15th of November, 2014, about the water crisis in the United States, that's going on all over the world. It has for so long. What happened here? All those multi-billions, let's just say trillions of money that have been invested for years and years and years, and they're in a water crisis when it's really simply learning how to, technology to invent methods of recycling, and your body, you're paying for it. Your health is paying for it. Then we had a new invention that was just announced on Fox News, and it said, the new giant batteries that are electrically going to be able to work with power grids that they're going to be sending to different countries to reduce their pollution of problems of the air. That's because batteries do take water vapor from the air to electrically charge. Everything does. You do too. Now, I'm going to move on, but I just have to remind you that still go to your website and type in Water vapor. You're going to learn a lot. Type in what is water vapor. Type in what is dehydration. Because the moment you were born, you began this process of life to death called dehydration. My goal in my research is to study how to slow that down, how to fight those diseases. Enough of that. Because you know where I come from. We're going to start our eighth year here soon. 
were dedicated, the scientists that I brought to my table throughout the world are all saying the same thing. We need better education. We need the story to be told, and the research will never quit because the planet, we want to be here forever. And as I say at the end of every show, Earth is whispering to us. Listen very closely. Do not take it all with you. In other words, don't be unwise. Think about the power of the water for all of our generations to come, that you care. Today we have a very special guest. I was really anxious to get him on here. G.T. Dave. He's the founder of Millennium Products out of Beverly Hills, California. We're going to discuss your health. I'll be able to go out on a limb once in a while and say things he won't be able to say about the product that he's the founder of, Kombucha. K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A, kombucha, fermented tea. Thousands of years ago, I'll bet you somebody in China, because they invented the tea, that somebody in China had something happen to a tea, and it turned into what we call kombucha. It's been, I'm sure it's thousands of years old, and we're learning a lot about this new American excitement of people drinking GT Days Kombucha. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist with just a mist. Supplement the eyes that require that supplementation for, to reduce vision impairment and assist you because the atmosphere doesn't do that well for everyone. Not everyone is visually impaired, but we sure have a lot of people who complain about vision impairment and the complaint of dry eye. Did you know that dry eye leads to blindness? Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with tissue culture-grade water and with just a mist. And we'll be right back with GTD. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. GT, are you with us? I am here, Sharon. How are you? Well, thank you for joining us. I know how busy you are, the success story that you have. Uh, the last time we talked, I uh, don't think you were on the East Coast, and you are now with kombucha. 
But before That's we right. begin, I want to tell the audience something. I want you to be modest today, GT, because you've done an unbelievable contribution with this product, I'll call it, a mission to get it out there to others. But there's a story here that I want the audience to hear, that Dave's mother, Lorraine Dave, um, the family, Dave and his mother, in 1993, uh, a family friend who had been drinking and making kombucha gave them a starter, let's say, a baby culture to start kombucha. And it's a fermentation, and I'll let Dave describe that with his expertise to you. But in 19, they began drinking kombucha. But in 1995, she was diagnosed with a rare and aggressive form of breast cancer, which was quickly moving into her lymph nodes and her bones. And she did, she did begin with her doctors. Uh, and by the way, it was a, 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 the cancer uh, was like a golf ball size. She began to do with her doctors what they suggested they do that was conventional. But she did be, continue to drink the kombucha. And doctors were always impressed with her, um, what she, her appearances and how she was dealing with the symptoms. And potentially uh, the, uh, the cancer went away. And, if, and I'm hoping today Dave will tell us she's cancer-free continually. But I will say to the world, I have been drinking kombucha for five years now. And I started with the GT Dave's kombucha. And I happened to be in a uh, health food store that I love in Ashland, Oregon. And I looked on the shelf and I thought, hmm, probiotic. And I said to the individual, what is this? Because I study health food stores, what they have on their shelves all the time. And she said, well, there's a, she explained to me about the fermented tea. And, and so I bought some bottles and I brought it back. And I kind of liked it. And it made me feel a little better. It made me feel different. And... I understand the feeling because I study dehydration of the body, and uh, I know my, I'm my own laboratory. So I got a hold of my uh, health food store, which is Farmer's Market in Grants Pass, Oregon, and they started carrying it for me. And here we are today, Dave. I have been drinking it ever since, and it does do something. And I've had people, we're sitting in Grants Pass, Oregon, Dave, and this town is full of kombucha. You can't, you go to Safeway. <laughs> You go to Fred Meyer's, you go to Farmer's Market, you go to Gooseberry's Market, you go to all these nature's market, you go to markets, and here sits kombucha, Dave. And how long have you been making kombucha? Believe it or not, Sharon, it it will be 20 years next year. Wow. It's been quite a journey. When you started, you probably did it like I did with my research and development and creating a product that had, didn't probably have too many comparables on the, on the shelf. You just take it a day at a time, and you know you're going to get there. But it sounds like you're really there because you've got a market now. I, I had a friend of mine in New York who's a scientist. She had Lyme disease, and I took, she hadn't heard of it, Dave. She go at, at GTE, and she goes down and buys it, and she calls me up and says, Sharon, it's helping my Lyme disease. We love stories like that, and, and and like you, Sharon, I mean, as you know, 20 years ago, the world was a very different place. There wasn't Whole Foods, there wasn't the phenomenon of the natural and organic industry that it is today, and so making and selling kombucha 20 years ago w- was, was very challenging because a lot of people 
didn't know about it. You think today people don't know about it, but it was a fraction of the percent of people that knew about it then. And it was uh, a very unconventional food that it was almost our mission to kind of enlighten people with something like kombucha and what it represents and how it plays into overall well-being and wellness. I think this is the perfect spot, GT, to, to teach the audience worldwide what is kombucha and how do you make kombucha. Absolutely. So the way I like to describe it is kombucha is essentially a organic vegan version of yogurt or kefir. And the reason why I, des- I describe it that way is that here in the U.S., we're very familiar with yogurt. Yogurt is a household name, um, but kombucha is not. And so the way yogurt is made is you start with a dairy medium and you add active cultures to it, and then it ferments and then creates what we call yogurt. So kombucha is very similar in that respect where you take an organic tea medium, which is organic green and black tea, and then you add an active culture to it, which we call simply a kombucha culture, and it ferments for a certain period of time. And at the end of the fermentation cycle, the tea is essentially transformed to be this kind of effervescent, tart, and tangy um, probiotic elixir that's rich with enzymes, active cultures, organic acids, and when uh, consumed, it helps to promote balance in the body. What we never say is that kombucha is a cure-all. What it essentially does is promotes balance through um, help, helping to alkalize the body system so the system can actually heal itself. And as we know, most diseases are a symptom of an imbalance, so kombucha helps and works with the body to correct that. Okay, so it's kind of like um, something else that came to my mind just in GT2 is a lot of people at different ages didn't know how a sourdough bread is to make a, a sourdough fermentation. And it's just like, for example, if you go to do anything to age it, it becomes age. And how long does uh, it age in, do you, would, I, would I be right to call them bats or big containers, huge containers? How long do they, does the fermentation age? We culture our batches for 30 days, and believe it or not, in the 20 years that we've been making our kombucha, we make it in the exact same size that I did when I was making it out of my mother's kitchen. So that's something that we're very proud of because you think of all the growth that we've experienced and going from a local brand to a regional brand to a national brand, a lot of people assume that we would naturally grow the size of our production and the size of our batches to a similar scale, but we're, we're very pleased to say we don't. We, we emulate the homemade experience because like any fruit or vegetable or any kind of living gift from nature, it doesn't really like to be mass-produced. <laughs> it really wants that intimacy that you get you like a farmer planting that one different? seed. Yeah, excuse me for interrupting. Do you think that's what makes yours different than some of the others on the market because you will not shorten the aging of the 30 days to mass produce? Well, I mean, I, it, it's, hard for me to, it's hard for me to comment on what other companies are doing. What I can say that, yes, it is something that we cherish, we're very proud of, we celebrate the fact that we honor the intimacy that, com- that is necessary to make kombucha mm-hmm. in the best form possible. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think... When people are running companies, and I'm sure you can identify because you've probably seen it in in your business, is that as you scale up, 
it's almost like people, whether within your organization or who are advising you or who you're selling to, will encourage you to, whether it's cut corners, reduce costs, <laughs> things of that nature. And so it's oh, a concept yeah. that, that we make. <laughs> and so you identify. So it's oh, a they want to do something make. else along with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I've um, been there. Yes. And, and, and the reason why we can't and won't do that is, I mean, of course, my name is on the label, right? The company was founded on the principles of kombucha touched my, my family's life, and therefore I wanted to touch others, and I would never, ever um, sell it, in a, it or make it in a way that I wasn't completely proud of. And, and that kind of protects the quality and the values of what we do. I'm identical. I take very personal uh, the products when they're out there. And, of course, we're in the medical field, first aid and disaster and more. And, and you, do, you take very personal ones, uh, every time the product leaves. Now, let's go back into the fermentation. Tell us about where the history of where you think kombucha was originally made and uh, what history might, the story that might be there. Absolutely. So because, and you'll appreciate this, because kombucha is essentially water-based and its ingredients of tea are, are not difficult to, to come by and they're not, um, they're not cost prohibitive, um, kombucha originated what they believe to be in a small village in Manchuria, China. And it essentially was a household kind of traditional beverage that was being made by families where they all had... And this, there are studies and reports that have identified this, um, that every family kind of had a, a pot or a batch or a, or a vat, even, of kombucha fermenting in the back of their kitchen. And now, it was, did they call it, DT, I'm sorry for interrupting, did they call it kombucha? Excuse me? Did they call it kombucha? Well, they called it several things, because what's okay. interesting is kombucha is actually Japanese okay. for seaweed tea. Um, oh. And in China, they were calling it um, many different things. Um, okay. Even in Russia, where also it was identified to be made early on, they called it kvass, which is mm-hmm. spelled K-V-A-S-S, mm-hmm. which the reason why they called it that is that it, kombucha had a similar taste profile to another mm-hmm. kind of fermented um, drink that they drink in Russia. Mm-hmm. So that's what's so interesting about kombucha. It's really hard to narrow it down to one specific origin because it's almost believed that it was occurring simultaneously in different parts of the world. But it makes um, sense to be in China, though, GT, because I've had he- uh, heads of big tea companies on our show, and China was the founder of tea. They were the first founder of the technology invention of tea. China. That's correct. Absolutely. And I could almost and, visualize in, in, a, in, a, in a little shelter home and way back in time that the tea was sitting there and became aged and began to do something and they noticed it and somebody, it's like any recipe, if it's the right person in the right place, they may have an imagination to vision and taste it and think, hmm, there's something here as probably an alternative type of, uh, of, of, of healthy, something healthy that they felt. Exactly. And as you know, we're talking like centuries ago. And centuries ago, they oh. didn't have things like In refrigeration. China, thousands of years ago. <laughs> yes. So um, the, the, 
thing, so therefore, because they didn't have refrigeration, it was almost like a natural right. way in their minds right. of preserving tea, right? Uh-huh. And so through the, the fermentation of kombucha, it was almost like a uh, naturally preserved version of tea that mm-hmm. unbeknownst to them had health benefits. And so that was the interesting part is that kombucha had been consumed by all these different families and all these different part in all these different parts of the world, but nobody really knew what it was, right? They, they knew it mm-hmm. tasted good. They knew it was interesting and made them feel good, but they didn't need, they didn't really know why. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't until recently through um, technology and science that we've identified things like probiotics and we've right. recognized foods, fermented foods, for their, their natural um, kind of healing qualities to promote balance and uh, mm-hmm. balance the acid alkaline and the kind of the living life force that they possess that more, more than ever before in today's modern age – most of our foods are completely void of this life force. So fermented foods, whether it's kombucha, kimchi, sauerkraut, and so forth, help replenish this life force that we don't get enough of. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're analyzing and, and, and studying a lot of this fermentation of other recipes and other uh, things uh, for even cooking food and whatever, even more so, because they're finding that that fermentation... Uh, which the only one I ever knew about as a young person was sourdough bread. If somebody wanted a starter to make sourdough, somebody got a starter from somebody else. It originated from, usually you'd pass it on. But uh, back to people can make their own kombucha at home. I'm not going to be one to recommend it, GT, and the reason why is I don't want it to really rely upon people not taking better care of the culture and making it as safer, not as contaminated, the bacteria problems. I'm not going to go there where you might say, well, you know, people can't do it. But I'm, I've said to people, I really recommend you buy it because of the concerns I have of how people would make it, and it might not be healthy for the way they're making it. You know how we all take a shortcut, even with our toothpaste? I don't care what it is. Sometimes you don't always think because you're in a hurry and you're taking it for granted of what you might do to protect yourself from bacteria, to rush, and, and maybe take shortcuts. And, and most homes are not people to think about that too much. So I recommend to the audience to buy it. But, again, people are known to make it. And uh, But back to yourself, um, we're going to have a break here in a minute, but we've got about a minute left here before the break. But you have really uh, – now, how many kombuchas do you think were out there when you first started GT Dave? I, I think there was only one, uh, or at least okay. one that I knew of. And it was that product, along with my mother's story, that inspired me to start making and bottling it. And it, it, I couldn't agree with more with what you just said is that we normally don't encourage people to do it. It's not that we discourage them, but because right. foods like kombucha, whether it's yogurt or other fermented foods, we're not, most people don't have the resources, whether it's the knowledge or just even the environment to make it in, to do it right. Mm-hmm. And that's why we started making it because kombucha is a beautiful thing, but if people had to rely on making it themselves, it wouldn't do right. what it was supposed to do for them. Well, it is concerning because... It's kind of like bringing your vegetables in from your garden and you maybe didn't eat them quick enough. It's like putting in the refrigerator some leftover food or a meat you bought you didn't get to. 
Uh, you exactly. know, we have a tendency. Yeah, I, 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 that's where I come from. I really work concern, and it's and with you, I can say that easier than you can because uh, you're making it. You don't want people to think, well, you're so partial to say that, but it is the truth. I, I am very much saying to the world out there, the audience, try to buy it. And um, now, we're, Dave, we're, uh, GT, we're going to take a break here for a minute, and we're going to come back, and we're going to hear about what you've been hearing about from the United States, about the response of people and what they've been saying about uh, your kombucha. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know at the surface of your eyes is 99% water? And there's a dehydration that is happening every day of water loss at the surface. If the atmosphere is not providing you enough hydration, that was nature's way. You need a supplement of a technology to supplement the atmosphere. That's my research, is how do we supplement the atmosphere for individuals to slow down dehydration? of the eyes and the body and more. Well, listen to our sponsor with Nature's Tears Eye Mist and Just a Mist and be right back with GT Dave and Kombucha. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. GT, uh, you've grown. Uh, and when you started this, you said there was one other one. And uh, within a year, you probably had only two then. Uh, I find GT for my product. We're the only product company like it in the world. And I'm always looking forward to somebody else to be on the show. So people are shopping more. I don't know how you have been. But there's no end of them springing up. You're, you're probably the leader because you've, you've expanded all over this country. Um, tell us about your expansions, and then tell us about the reviews of people and what they've been saying in the United States of America about kombucha. Well, first of all, I never lose sight of the fact that making kombucha and being able to bottle it and sell it to people is nothing but a blessing. And so we never take it for granted. And that's why I feel that that it's essentially a gift that has blessed my life and that I am blessed to share it with others. 
Um, making kombucha and, and developing all the different flavors that we that I've developed to date, which is now about 23 flavors, um, has been quite a journey. And it, it, it was a journey not only from a company standpoint, but even from a personal standpoint, because I started the company when I was 15 years old. <laughs> so as the company yeah. was growing up and evolving, I, as a human being, was growing up and evolving. And so every flavor that we have come out with has been a personal expression of who I am as a human being. And it ties into my values and beliefs uh, uh, personally because I was raised by two wonderful spiritual holistic parents who um, encouraged me to be vegetarian and therefore I was raised a vegetarian from the day I took my first breath. And so, and they also educated me with the importance of how food can be your medicine as well as your poison. So with every flavor that we've created, it it wasn't just to have a fun fruit flavor. Uh, Of course, we want them to be fun and fruity, but that's not the primary function. We wanted to Mm -hmm. definitely be healthy and clean and uplifting and to really change people's lives. And that's what Mm -hmm. we that we say that kombucha does essentially is it it's a it's not a silver bullet. It essentially is a representative of a lifestyle and a certain consciousness. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what a lot of people say right. when they start drinking our kombucha is they come back and, it, first of all, they usually start drinking it because a friend or family member recommended they drink it, which is the most beautiful thing because it, they're not drinking it because they saw some fancy ad in a magazine or they heard that I'm Oprah was drinking it. I'm going to interrupt you real it. quickly there. I keep a case in my refrigerator. And I noticed this summer, my child, my grandchildren, people were coming over. They didn't want soda; they wanted kombucha. Yes. And it is true. It becomes a. In fact, we have people. You probably haven't started this yet. I haven't heard you say it yet. Of serving it on tap in some in Portland, Oregon, they're serving it on tap at some of the, where people have beer and other hard drinks. But people can go in and be served on tap kombucha, and they're not drinking yes. alcohol. Yes, and that's what we do here in Los Angeles, and we're slowly expanding our on-tap offerings. Oh, you have um, some on-tap, too. Okay. Yeah, and it's wonderful because, again, kombucha satisfies so many different desires and so many different occasions, whether it's a substitute of coffee in the morning or a juice for lunch or even a beer, wine, or cocktail in the evening, it really satisfies all those different emotions and desires. And that's why we never want to limit it to just a single kind of offering. And and when we do the GT's Kombucha on tap, it allows us to not only be part of a different occasion, but also to um, kind of appeal to a different demographic, right? Because if it's in a bar or restaurant, that is a kind of audience that perhaps we're not currently appealing to because they don't maybe um, check out the, the, the produce aisle or the, the natural section of their local store. So it's a wonderful opportunity that we're very excited about. Now, how many, how many uh, on taps do you have so far? Well, currently we have six, and okay. what we're looking to do is expand that to about 12. And the beauty of the on tap is that Everything that we do with our kombucha is very artisan, right? Everything's handcrafted. As I mentioned earlier, it's very small batch. But with the right. on-tap offering, it goes a step further. I and know. so we're excited about Another the on-tap because it will, yes, it allows to incorporate control, other yeah, ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. 
And what we're noticing is people are mixing it with beer. They're mixing it with wine. They're, they're doing kind of their own um, kind of mixology. Okay. Oh, I can see it in lemonade. Hadn't thought yes. about it. Yes, absolutely. But I always I like the fact that you're low in sugar. Um, some of them go too high in sugar. And um, yeah, we, but we, we try to back keep to the perfect the balance occasion of the tart and Go ahead. Oh, I'm Go sorry. Ahead. So we, we 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 always shoot for that perfect balance of tart and tangy. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, of course, I had said to you uh, quite a while ago when we we went on the first time. When are you going to get it in airports? <laughs> I remember that. And uh, have you got it? I think I asked you. Do you have it in airports yet? We do. We have it in select airports. We have it in um, San Francisco. We have it in, in select terminals. We even have it in Los Angeles, um, Austin, I think uh, St. Paul, which is one of the most random ones. Um, but really what determines where we have our products available is, is the um, opportunity, opportunities that are available in those terminals, right? Some terminals are, okay. are are a little bit more behind times than others, but we think yeah. everybody is going to come around sooner or later. Oh, they will. Oh, they will. In fact, in airports, I go, have you got it yet? <laughs> and see, when we're going through security, you can't take anything liquidly like that. So, And I drink kombucha every day. So therefore, I go on a withdrawal of my kombucha, and here I am going to China. And by the way, Dave, you need to email me and let me know how do they say in, in China if I'm looking for kombucha in China, where do I find? Where do I find? What would they call it, and where would I find it? <laughs> I will email to you how to say do you have kombucha in Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. But you know. I hope the world listens to this seriously because I have been studying dehydration of the body for over 30 years. And did you hear me explain prior to your coming on about the atmosphere's influence on your body and that water vapor and the atmosphere is the electrolytic charge, like a battery, charging your body water? So when you're drinking kombucha and it's water, but it's fermented with tea, green tea, black tea, however, what you do, and then that becomes a, a method of slowing down the, uh, high, the dehydration, but also balancing the pH of the body's ba- uh, pH balance. Do you follow me? Exactly. You see where I come from with it. So because yeah. of tea, now follow me for a second too. Way back thousands of years ago, a, a, a leaf was born. And in China, when they saw that birth of a leaf that they thought, huh, and you can almost make a movie out of what I've thought about, where this bush has got a leaf that is flying in the air and it lands over in somebody's water that they've been drinking out of a cup that was invented by what? Because everything's an invention. Then all of a sudden, they were boiling the water, and it began to taste, and they liked that taste. So tea, let's say, along the way, thousands of years ago in China, gave birth to tea. The Europeans, as you know, their water went so bad long ago that they decided that they had to figure out something other than drinking 
alcohol because every day, every night, everybody was drunk because they couldn't drink the water. So they went off to China because they heard about this tea where you boil the water. So then they decided that's the way to go is we'll bring it back to Holland and they began to drink boiled water with this leaf called tea. Well, kombucha so far back in, in, in China and they're the founders. They're the, the ma, mothers and fathers of the invention of alternative quote, health remedies. They didn't call them medicine in those days. So here comes this healthy method that they found, and we call it alternative today, of called kombucha. And people need to realize, as I've studied this, that you are a missionary of getting people educated and available to them a new direction of getting away from all these sugary drinks and alcoholic beverages that cause such a severe dehydration. And GT, they do. Individuals all react differently. But kombucha, I've heard um, people getting rid of pains. I've heard of people, their digestive system is working. I've heard people say that their skin is radiant. I've heard people say that they, uh, they're much more flexible. Uh, that they just feel healthier drinking a kombucha every day. Now, can you drink right. too much kombucha, Dave? I've got to ask you. Say that again. How much kombucha do I drink? Pardon? What was the question? Can, can a person drink too much kombucha? Well, I mean, in my opinion, you can do too much of anything, right? You can even drink too much water because that's called drowning. <laughs> um, and I'm also a, an advocate of moderation. Now, the good news about kombucha and something like water is because it's so natural is that it's not like when you ingest too much of a drug or too much even of a supplement, right? Because you're ingesting something in its natural form. So mm-hmm. to, to answer your question specifically, it's hard to overdo it, but yes, if you drink gallons and gallons in one sitting, you'll overdo it. You'll probably have a rush to the bathroom or something like that. Um, but I'm, all, I'm actually a kind of example of how much kombucha can you drink because, as you know, I've been doing this for 20 years and have been drinking kombucha for more than that. And how, many, how, many kombucha, t- how, much, how many bottles of kombucha do you drink a day? You're going to laugh. Uh, I drink about a gallon and a half, which is equivalent to about 12 bottles. <laughs> and what, and what, I know what's, that, your favorite, what's your favorite flavor? My favorite is the Trilogy, which is our lemon the raspberry trilogy? ginger. Oh. Yeah, Trilogy is my favorite. And the reason for that is that now, it has such a complex flavor. Synergy? That's the Synergy one. Yeah, that's the Synergy one, Synergy okay. Trilogy. It's the, the one that most people know by its multicolored kind of rainbow-like label. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and my second favorite is Gingerade. Um, yes, well, I know you, that's I, mine. Which one's your favorite? Is it the Bilberry? Gingerade. Oh, Gingerade. Okay, I thought it was Bilberry. I, I don't drink uh, Synergy. I drink the Kombucha Gingerade. But now tell the audience, because we don't have a lot of time left, the difference between Synergy, which is your brand, and the Kombucha one, which they're both Kombucha. They but are. What, what is the difference? 
and I know it can be confusing, so I'm glad you asked. The, we essentially have two brands, right? So there's GT's Organic Raw Kombucha, which has the flavors that we just discussed, like Gingerade and Original and Citrus. And then, of course, when I started my company, all we had was a kombucha, and all we had was the original flavor because I hadn't explored flavors yet. However, about two years after I started the company, as I realized, at least back then, that kombucha on its own was a little too foreign for the average American consumer to understand or accept. And so I developed the Synergy brand to kind of expand the product's appeal and personality to people that were maybe more on that cusp of a crossover consumer. And so it was maybe... Flavors. Yes, exactly. And, and then added flavors like yeah. cranberry and raspberry and things that people could easily Lavender. identify. And, mm-hmm. Yes. And so Synergy mm-hmm. is almost like our gateway kombucha. <laughs> it, it brings people in. It, it helps them. Uh, it kind of uh, comforts them in understanding the world of kombucha. And it, they usually slowly graduate to mm-hmm. a gingerade or one of the kombucha flavors. But at the end of the day, they're all the same with respect to their potency, their quality, how they're made, and where they're made. Mm-hmm. Now, a person has to refrigerate it? Yes. Uh-huh. So when a person purchases that they need to keep it refrigerated. But let's say a person wants to travel with it and it's not going to be refrigerated for a day, it's just to travel with it. Is there something that might not be healthy to do that? No. I mean, because kombucha is fermented, the purpose of the refrigeration is to kind of suspend the fermentation so the okay. kombucha doesn't okay. get um, more vinegary. I see. Okay. But it won't become dangerous. I mean, if you, unlike when you don't refrigerate eggs or milk or meat, mm-hmm. the, the, mm-hmm. the problem with doing that is that you open up an opportunity for unfavorable microorganisms to start to right. take place. With kombucha, that's not the case. Right. I'm glad I asked about that um, because uh, if an individual wants to travel with it, but when you're fermenting it, you're probably fermenting it at it's uh, not in the, in the cool. You're fermenting it in more of a room temperature? Exactly. Yeah, we've, okay. we culture our kombucha in a, uh, a range of 75 to 85 degrees. Okay. And that's because that, it, that climate encourages the best kind of fermentation. And once the batch is done is when we put it in refrigeration. Now, we do have some flavors, I might add, that have, and I don't know if you've tried them yet, Sharon, but we have a series of chia uh, kombuchas, which is essentially mm-hmm. our raw kombucha paired with raw chia seeds. And those are exquisite because chia on its own is very hydrating. Um, as you know, chia has an affinity for water. And when the chia seed is put in water, it essentially absorbs all of it and swells and almost triples or quadruples in size. And so naturally we paired that up with kombucha because they're both essentially superfoods. But the chia seeds are the ones that we, we encourage people to not leave out of the refrigerator because the chia seed starts to go bad. Okay. Okay. Have you tried our chias? I have tried it, but I keep, I, I love the gingerade. I go through a lot of gingerade. And I yeah. do drink three of your, I, th- I th- drink three bottles a day is where I find time to drink it. 
Nice. That's a good number. That's what a lot but, of people drink. Uh, again, two or three. Um, that's why I say I have time to drink it. But, I, but Dave, uh, I want you to drink a ton of water, too, because that water is because of the, uh, we've been studying for all these years uh, the cell inside the body. And that cell with that molecular electrolytic ability to attract to outside the skin and attract from the atmosphere to your body, you need that pure water as a solvent. It's like you heard me talk about a battery. A battery charges with the ability of the atmosphere's water. That's how they even make bombs. That's how they do the attraction of that atmosphere is the electrolytic ability of the atmosphere to do what it does with the proton. Well, that body, your body being so individual, no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike, DNA and more, you're even, you're, everybody has a little different look in their appearance of their skin and their features and structure. It's, it's a dehydration effect. No two people the same. So yeah. when you drink fresh, pure water, you're able to keep recharging that. Now, yes, the kombucha is giving you your pH balance also, but the water is trying to help that with as a solvent to do that also. I but agree. I drink I, a I, ton I drink of water, too. Enormous so. amounts of water, yeah. Water, I have an affinity for water. Yeah, I drink uh, no less than 10 glasses of water a day. I have on the show Dr. Epi Chow, world-known, world-known documentaries about her, and she became a friend. And uh, the thing Effie has said, too, that the world, and she's a Ph.D., and the world of breathing out of your nose and through your mouth and in your nose, through your mouth, like the ocean comes in with the tide, that breathing is vital. And when you're breathing, the fresh water and moisture in the air, but bringing that recycling to your body. So she says, when you get out of bed every day, GT, to have your first two glasses of water right then and there to absorb, because water needs to absorb. Now, your kombucha will also help you retain absorption because of the fermentation to the kombucha and that, let's say, formula of that creation. But then before you go to work, try to have two more glasses at once so you've got four in you. So through the year, through the through the day, before you go to bed, try to have that way you'll get your eight to ten glasses that you need. And we all need to learn because we don't have a time to stop and think about it during the day. And when you're sitting in a restaurant, some people don't drink it down all at once like I do. But again, um, with the kombucha helping to retain that water and moisture level to absorb, uh, the combination is like a sponge to the body. But we only have a moment left, and we'll let you finish it off with what you'd like to say to the rest of the world. Well, I would love to end with the fact that that you and I share the same philosophy of the importance of replenishing the body, whether that's with water, whether that's with probiotics, whether it's other things that will balance and promote well-being, is that I think as a as a society, we don't spend enough time valuing those things that keep us uh, balanced and in check. And we, we are many times losing sight of what's happening to our world, whether it's to our environment, to our water, and subsequently to our bodies. And so I, I salute you, Sharon, for 
continuing on the mission and the path of educating and enlightening people and welcoming people like myself on your show to celebrate these philosophies and these values. Well, thank you, GT. You t- GT, and tell your mother I said hello. I love her story. And uh, I can imagine they had a big play on it because you were 15 years old when you started. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us again, and I will have you on every once in a while to hear about the progress. Thank you so much, Sharon. God bless you. you. God bless you, and you have a nice day, and you be well. Thank you. Likewise. Bye. Bye. Well, we only have a minute left, and I need to say the Power of Water radio talk show. Tell your friends. This is a mission. This is a statement where we're all talking about your health, happiness, and being uh, to, 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 to try to learn more about how you click as a person, but it is the power of water throughout the world. Everybody is the p- water. I want to thank you for listening. Embrace your life and the power of water that face in the water throughout the world. But Earth whispers, never say goodbye and take all of the water or all the with you that this Earth is offering. I want to thank you again for being here and you embrace yourself and uh, remember, don't take it all with you. That's what Earth says. Leave something for those generations of children to come. Thank you. You have a nice day and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health environment and the power of water mondays at 10 a.m pacific time on the voice america variety channel with an encore wednesdays at 12 noon pacific time on the voice america health and wellness channel remember to visit sharon's website at sharonkleinahour.com